You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert from our Spring Revival. Uh, tonight, I want to share, uh, I got a text sometime today, and uh, a gentleman said, Pastor, pray. Uh, I feel some pain. I'm just in a lot of pain. I'm, I'm hurting right now. And I, that's all I know. And I could sense it was, uh, I just believed emotional. And, uh, uh, I, I, after I looked at that text, I said, my God, you are so good. Uh, because this message tonight, and, and I know you're in the house. Uh, the title is I'm not alone. And, uh, you can live in a house, uh, with a whole lot of people and still be alone, do you hear me? You can be married, you can be bone of bone and flesh of flesh, and when one is not walking in unity with the other one, you can live in the same house, sleep in the same bed, and still be alone, do you hear me? But I am on a mission tonight, I truly believe I'm on a mandate from the Lord God Almighty that when you leave here tonight, that you will know you will be reaffirmed uh, and you will be reassured uh, that the Lord God is on your side. I don't know who in the house uh, other than this text that came to me that may feel like that you are alone, but the devil is a liar and he is the father of all lies. And God says to you and I tonight, you are never alone because he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. So somebody go ahead and give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. When you leave this place, when you leave this place tonight, you need to know that God hasn't left you. Do you hear me? You may have drove here tonight wondering why you was uh, walking through this journey, this difficult time in your life uh, all alone. But when you leave here tonight, when you leave this place, I truly believe that you will know that God hasn't left you and God hasn't given up on you. Uh, maybe your family's given up on you maybe your spouse, maybe your parents, maybe even your church family. But God said he has not given up on you. You just need to hang on a little bit longer to God because God has not left you and God will reveal himself to you and God will manifest himself to you. God will raise you back up again with wings like an eagle. You are not by yourself. You are all, oh, you're in the right house tonight. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! I want you to know that God wants to be a part of every area of your life. Do you hear me? Somebody needs to say tonight, the Lord is on my side. That's pitiful. Somebody needs to say it like you mean it. The Lord is on my side. Well, there wasn't a whole lot of unity in that train wreck, was there? Woo! How come we can unify on that? Somebody told me that last night I said I identify as skinny and that you could call me trans-slender. And my buddy called me today and he said, I've been around you 22 years. And I've heard you say some pretty crazy things and I'm not one that laughs out loud. 
But he said, when you said that last night, he said, I about busted a gut. And then he went on to say somebody on his row got choked laughing, thought we was gonna have to call our medical team here. And this was my response to him on the phone. We need to laugh once in a while. Do you hear me? The devil don't want you to laugh. He wants you to sit in a dried up dead church uh, where ain't nobody laughing, ain't nobody smiling. God ain't moving. God ain't touching nobody. God ain't healed. There ain't no joy in the house. Let me tell you where God is. Uh, there is joy and joy unspeakable. Go ahead and give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. I'm going down another rabbit trail. Haven't even got started. Church growth. You study church growth? The largest percentage of people that don't go to church say they don't go to church because they're bored when they get there. Well, friend, if you fall asleep here, you have somebody raise their hand and get our medical team and we'll get Harmers or Adam Perrin Funeral Home to haul you out of here because you are already dead because where God is, uh, God is a God of resurrection. God is a God of life. God is not a God of death. If God has touched you and brought you from the dead side and brought you in to the life side, you ought to give God, you ought to stand to your feet and give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. My goodness. Woo! Hey, stand up with me. Just stay, stay right there. Stay right there, all right? Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses one through four. I got a sneaking suspicion they, the, the, the media team gave the worship team my notes. Did you have them? You, you knew what the title was. Well, then that's just confirmation because I'm telling God usually confirms, but tonight you guys were spot. I should say tonight God was spot on. Do you hear me? Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm not alone. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses one through four. When thou goest out to battle, let me stop there for a second. He didn't say if you go out to battle. When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies, you live on this earth long enough, you will be in a battle. Do you hear me? You live and you are born again, you have an enemy. And the enemy didn't ride with you tonight in your car and he's not sitting, or she's not sitting beside of you. Help me get away from that, Jesus. <laughs> let's, not, let's not go there getting laughing. When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seest horses and chariots and people more than thou, be not afraid of them. Boy, that's some, tonight, somebody needs to pick up in your spirit. Be not afraid. For the Lord thy God is with thee. You may have buried your loved one. You may not know how you're going to live without that individual. 
But tonight you need to know that you are not alone, that God is with you. Do you hear me? Be not afraid. You may be struggling with an addiction, but can I tell you, just in the last few weeks, we've had testimony after testimony where addiction has been touched, uh, has been delivered. You may have showed up tonight and you're being held in bondage. You've got an addiction in your life, but I'll tell you something that is stronger than that addiction and that is the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ and he who the son sets free is free indeed. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. You may be fearful tonight of the sickness that is in your body, but just in the last week, we've been told after praying for people that, hey, they couldn't find no cancer. Hey, I've had Crohn's disease and I've struggled in pain all my life, but now I've been pain free and I can go on. A young man here tonight that has died more than one time because of the devil's drugs that's come upon him, but tonight, He's clean as a whistle. He's been raised back up. He's alive and he's well. Don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. For the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Egypt, if you don't understand, Egypt, that word Egypt is symbolic for sin. And I'm in a room full of people tonight that has been brought up from Egypt has been brought out of sin, out of the bondage of the slave master. You and I had a slave master before we come to know Jesus Christ. His name is Satan, he's the devil, but he is no longer in charge of my life. And if you are saved, he is no longer in charge of your life. Let me say something right there. I said, if you're saved, I ask people and they say, well, I belong to the Baptist church or I belong to the first Presbyterian or I belong to the second uh, uh, Methodist or, or I belong to Jewel City Church. I wanna know, is your name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. I don't care if you're a member of a church and the devil don't care if you're a member of the church. I don't care if you've been baptized and shook the hand of the preacher. You might as well just wrote your name down on the barn door and shook hands with the donkey on the way out of the barn. Except the man be born again, he shall not see the heaven, uh, the kingdom of heaven. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. I know I got you standing up. I gotta, I gotta, I, I got, I, I gotta get back to my text. And it shall be when you are come nigh into battle that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. And here's the instructions on how to march. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, and do not tremble. <laughs> Neither be you terrified because of them, for the Lord your God is he that goeth with thee to fight for you against your enemies and to save you. Pastor Aaron, take Pastor Mike, uh, Eric Micra the microphone. Pastor Eric, would you bless the reading of the word of God? 
God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that you do fight for us, God. No matter right. what we come against in this life, God, that you go before us, God, that you give us peace, God, that you give us strength, and you give us courage, God, and you give us wisdom for each and every situation, God. God, I pray that tonight, God, that you would speak to our hearts, God, that you would speak through Pastor Robert, God, to, to every situation, God, that's here, God, that you know through your spirit, God, what is being faced in this room, God. Just speak to our hearts, God, through the words of Pastor God and in your spirit, that we might know you more, God, that we might walk stronger and more prepared with you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, tonight, I want to share, as I've, I've shared every night, that my prayer before this revival that we would experience change, change. And that's the, the whole gist behind this time of refreshing. So after reading the text, war, despite these terrible evils, there are times when war is necessary. There are times uh, that we must protect ourselves. There's times where we have to protect our children we have to protect our wives, our husbands, our finances. Uh, do you hear me? Because we are living in a sinful world where the heart of man is desperately wicked. Uh, there, uh, there are times when we must declare war and fight for our very survival. And I'm not talking, uh, and there is times that there is physical war, but I'm talking there is a supernatural war going on in the spirit realm. Uh, and I, you may think that's a little weird and a little flaky, but it is not. There is a devil uh, that wants to kill you uh, and wants to destroy you and your family. Do you hear me? He don't care if you get happy at church. Uh, what he's scared is uh, that you will be changed uh, by the renewing of your mind through the word of God and you will leave not being a whimper but you will leave walking onto a battlefield with the full armor of God for you and your family. You know you know this, I, I don't want to sound arrogant but honestly I'm not afraid uh, of the devil because uh, I know that the Lord uh, that lives with inside of me is much stronger. We give the devil too much credit. Do you hear what I'm saying? So there is a battle going on for our survival and it's not against uh, each other. In Ephesians chapter six, verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh, the Lord God, uh, Jehovah Yahweh, the true and the living God is on our side. And I promise you, when you leave tonight, you will not feel like you are alone because I believe from the portals of heaven there will be made a spiritual deposit into your inner man that will tell you, that will reassure you that you may have came here tonight by yourself, but you are going to leave with three other passengers God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. So buckle up and get ready to go for a ride. Woo! So God in this text uh, is giving instruction about their conduct during a battle. 
God is saying, I don't want my people to be scared. And I don't want my people showing fear in the battle. Can you imagine that? Man, I don't even know if I should go down this road, but uh, many years ago, and I used to go to places like it was called the Smiling Dog and the Odyssey Club and Terry's Lounge. Uh, am I telling the truth, Junior? Max Pool Room. And sometimes things would happen and break out and you could look over and it wasn't Elvis. And you could see somebody trembling. And you knew you had already won the battle because they was fearful, my goodness. They were fearful of what was about to happen. Can I tell you, that's what the devil does. He waits and he looks. He tries to cut you and divide you. He tries to see when you're more vulnerable and you're trembling. And I see it after pastoring for 29 years, people jumping up and down. This is how I fight my battle. And the battle shows up and they wet their pants every time. Do you hear what I'm saying? They fall apart and they just crumble. That's, hey, listen, you don't have the strength. You can have the strength to jump up and down. But let me tell you, I don't care how high you jump. When your feet hit the ground, you better be walking in the right direction because you will find yourself on a battlefield and you need the word of God. You need the presence of God. You need the spirit of God up inside of you that you won't do the Elvis and tremble, but you'll stand toe to toe and duke it out with the, uh, with the devil with the best of them. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. The Israelites are conquering the promised land at this time and Almighty God promises to be with them with his presence and with victory if they will obey his instruction. Give me some AC up here, please. The Israelites were camped close by the Jordan River in the plain of Moab, right across from the great city of Jericho. And as with any people facing battle, fear began to arise. Fear becomes a threat, do you hear me? You will start to think about what's gonna go wrong more than you think about who's gonna make it right. Do you hear me? Someone ought to write that down. As with any people facing battle, fear will come. And Moses knew the importance of preparing the army mentally and emotionally. And I'm not comparing myself to Moses, but I'm the voice in the house of God tonight. And I'm trying to prepare this people that I am so thankful and honored to be able to pastor that you had better get your mind set and you had better get yourself in the right place because I don't care how long you live, sooner or later a battle is coming to your house and you had better be right with God. You had better be encouraged and strong with the Lord and you will be able to conquer your fears. Give God another hand clap and a shout of praise. Can I read that? Can I read that again? Verses one through four. When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seest horses and chariots and people more than thou, be not afraid of them for the Lord thy God is with thee which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be when you are come nigh into the battle that the priests 
shall approach and speak unto the people and shall say unto them here, O Israel, you approach this day unto the battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, and do not tremble. Neither be you terrified because of them, for the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save. God wants somebody to know tonight that you are not alone. God is on your side. You are not alone. I think you got a pretty good report, but it could have been better and it can get better just cause it didn't go from zero to 10 on the first appointment don't mean it won't get to 10. Don't let fear get on you. Don't let fear get in your mind. You just give God everything that you got and you watch God show up and do the rest. Do you hear me? You will not die from cirrhosis of the liver. You're gonna die from old age and you got a long way to go. Somebody give God a hand clap and a shout of praise in the house. You don't have to fear. Second Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You don't have to tremble because God is your strong tower. You don't have to be terrified, do you hear me? You don't have to throw in the towel, Romans 8, and 37, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Do you hear me? You ought to preach that to yourself right now. You ought to tell yourself, I don't care what the devil throws at me. I don't care what happens. I will not throw in the towel. I'm gonna to stand strong and watch Romans 8, 28, said all things work for the good for them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Do you love God tonight? Give him a a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! God is good. Somebody say God is good. It doesn't matter if the situation is bigger than you, the Lord is on your side. Romans 8 and 31, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I'll say it again over this side. It's a Wednesday night. We're right on the hump. I can sense it. You're already tired and you ain't done anything this week except shout a little bit. I'm the one's been working real hard. If God be for us, who can be against us? Do you hear me? I said over to this side. If God be for us, who can be? against us. How about in the middle, Coach Bennett? Can you coach your team? If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, how about over here? If God be for us, who can be against us? Everybody, this ain't on my notes. Everybody in the house, stand up and we'll say it together. On the count of three, we're gonna have unity. One, two, three. If God be for us, who can be against us? Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! <laughs> now when it says, if God be for us, it is not talking about a position. 
It's not talking about God just being in the front of us because God is before us. God is behind us, God is on the left of us, and God is on the right side. Deuteronomy 31 and six, be strong and of a good courage. Fear not nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doeth go with thee, and he will not fail thee. Let that get in your spirit. Nor forsake thee. Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of Israel, be strong and of a good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. Notice that the people's strength and the people's courage would not come from the power of their own armed forces, nor from their own abilities, and not from their own strategies to conquer the enemy. Their strength and courage would come from God himself. They were to believe in God, and they were to believe in his presence and his power. And as you and I march on to the promised land of heaven, wouldn't you want a victorious life? Wouldn't you want a life of abundance? Not, not boasting, not trying to be arrogant, but I live a victorious life. I do. My oldest boy texted me today and said, Dad, I got a pay raise today, and I texted him back, and I said, favored. Favored. So my family, do you hear me? Huh? I want to walk in the increase. I'm not alone. If God is with me and God owns everything, then why wouldn't God that feeds a sparrow wanna feed me a little bit once in a while? Uh, you could have said something right there. <laughs> but the problem is we as church people, I believe we've been raised up and trained at a little crumb, a little crumb once in a while do. How many remember the old commercial about Brill Cream, a little bit of do ya? That's what we, we, we have adapted in our lives. We are not alone, do you hear me? God is with us. They were to believe in God and believe in his presence and also believe in his power. So as we march to the promised land, let's march like we've got some victory in our life and we are headed to our heavenly home. Uh, this is not our world. Uh, we're just pilgrims passing through. So you ought to walk triumphantly through all the trials. Uh, how about the trials of accidents? Uh, can you go ahead and pull yourself together and begin to walk in the abundance of God. How about the trials of abuse? Uh, maybe you've been abused uh, in your life in the past uh, and you feel like you've been left alone. I'm here tonight to tell you whatever happened to you in the past, uh, you need to let it stay in the past and you need to come through the present, which is the Lord Jesus Christ and let God heal you and your heart and let you walk on to the promised land of heaven with victorious all around you, victory all around around you, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Walking triumphantly through the trials of addiction. Your identity is not your addiction. Do you hear me? 
Once you come before Jesus Christ and he touches you and you repent of your sins uh, and you begin to walk with him, the people down the street may say, well, that's that drug addict. Uh, it don't matter what them blooming idiots down the street has to say. The only thing that matters is what God has to say. And God said, you are not alone. I picked you up out of that mess. Uh, I cleaned you up. And guess what? He said, I cast your sins uh, into the sea of forgiveness never to be remembered again. He said, I threw them as far as the east is from the west. I made you as white as snow. If anybody's been delivered from any kind of addiction, you ought to give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! The trial, the trial of unemployment. I heard Bishop T.D. Jake say when he lived in West Virginia and he pastored down around Charleston area, he said he thought prosperity is when he had two of his utilities out of three on at the same time. And he got out of West Virginia and you know what happened and he blew up and I don't disrespect West Virginia, but I'm here to say West Virginia has a mentality of poverty and if anybody's successful, they must be a drug dealer. Unbelievable. You know that Bridgeport people over there, you know, they just win every championship. You know they gotta be cheating. Do you hear me? Oh, no, 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 no. We ought to look around and see what somebody else is doing. Maybe it might work for us. So why don't you look around tonight instead of saying, oh, I just feel like I'm all alone and look around and get out of the chicken coop like I preach Sunday morning and get around some eagles and watch God do some great things in your life. Somebody give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Oh my. My, 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 my. You all are tired tonight. How about walking through the trial of disease? Huh? If you've been touched and healed and delivered from cancer, stand to your feet tonight. Huh? Stand to your feet tonight. Huh? Give God a hand clap. Somebody in the house, give God a hand clap. Give God a hand clap. Marching, marching, marching. Somebody didn't quit. Somebody didn't quit. Do you hear me? Somebody didn't quit. Somebody said, come on. Somebody said, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. God, you're with me. God, you're gonna heal me. Oh my goodness. How about tonight? Financial difficulty, huh? On my phone shows my first car. I painted it with a paintbrush and it wasn't car paint, it was house paint and it was baby poop brown, in between brown and yellow. True story, I got home, I paid $250 for it. I got home, I took 10 snips, cut a piece of metal out, pulled the carpet back, covered up the hole so my feet wouldn't hit the blacktop and the rats couldn't get in. And, and, and I showed my kids that. Can I tell you, a young pastor that's pastoring over in Elkins, uh, he was here night before last and I was sitting in the hall at the end of the night and he came over and he said, wow. He said, man, this facility is awesome. He said, oh, your office and Mike's office. I said, let me tell you about my first desk. Uh, it was an old card table 
rusted up, didn't have no office. Uh, I sat in the hall right by the bathroom. That smelled real good. And I had a metal chair that had rust up and down. Uh, I didn't, we couldn't, the church couldn't pay the rent. Fred Painter gave us the, the building three months rent free. But can I tell you, I stood in a pulpit on January 8th of 1994 and I said, we ain't got nothing. But every dime that comes in, 10%'s going back out the door and we begin to tithe as a church. And I ain't boasting on me or anybody here, but last year we were able to give over $200,000 out the door. You may have a financial difficulty tonight, but you need to keep on marching and keep on giving because my God, when your place burned down, when your place burned down, the money showed up that night. Huh? Come on church, you know what I'm talking about. Has God financially blessed anybody in the house? Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Keep marching. Woo! How about broken relationships? How many's had your heart broke? Raise one hand. How many's had your heart broke more than once? Raise both hands. How many's had your heart broke more than twice? I might've got that messed up at first. Raise both hands, one foot. How many feel like you've just been through a crusher all your life? Raise both hands and both feet at the same time. Has God not put it back together? Has God not put it back together? I remember not taking a bath and not taking a shower, not getting out of bed, do you hear me? My heart was crushed, my heart was broken. I couldn't think, I couldn't focus. I didn't wanna hear nobody, I didn't wanna hear nothing. And I laid there in self-pity and I felt like, man, I'm all alone. And finally I hit the button on the, excuse me, wait a second, I got a phone call and it was Pastor Ruth Fogel and she said, listen to me, your better days are ahead. Okay, thank you, I really appreciate it that boom, hung up the phone, hit the TV button, TBN came on, Bishop Jakes was preaching and he stopped. He said, bring that camera in on me right now. He said, I don't know who I'm preaching to, but there is a man of God and you are wrapped up in your blanket, in your bed, you have not ate, you have not bathed, but I'm here to tell you, your better days are ahead. I about tore the bedroom up. I fell out of bed, had the sheet wrapped around around my legs, I'm here tonight to tell you, uh, do you hear what I'm preaching to you? I'm telling you, you are not alone. Your better days are ahead. You lift up your head. You know where your help comes from. Your help comes from the Lord. I'm not preaching just to him. I'm preaching to everybody in the house. You don't know what'll happen tomorrow. You don't know what'll show up tomorrow, but you're getting equipped. You're getting ready. When the battle shows up, you're gonna stand tall. Somebody stand Stand with me and give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Come on, church, stand up. Stand up and give him some praise. Can you stand? Can you stand with me about 10 minutes? Are you able? You sure? You get faint, we got a medical team. You gotta be strong. You gotta be courageous. Psalms 147 and five, great is our Lord, great, great. We used to say God is good until I heard that phrase, Kentucky Fried Chicken is good, but God is great. I said God is great. Has God been great to anybody in the house? 
I, I don't just say that to get you cranked up. I want that deposit into you tonight. Great is our Lord and of great power. He's not a dead God. Do you hear me? He's not dead. God is on your side. Proverbs 18 and 24, there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I love that song we do. I am a friend of God. You got a friend tonight. Those around you may leave you, but he'll never leave you. Do you hear me? Hebrews 12 and 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, listen to this, and I underlined it, endured the cross, endured, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. It means the Lord is on my side, and he's on your side. Maybe it's darker right now in your life than it's ever been. But you need to hear me. The Lord is on your side. The enemy's coming in like a flood, it seems like. But the Lord is still on your side. Isaiah 59 and 19, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. You can't fight that battle if you don't know the word of God. Battles, accidents. I read in the last four or five days, I believe it was five, maybe six children in a car, the driver 16 years of age with no license. He was the oldest one in the car, an eight-year-old, clear up to 16 years old. After midnight, tell me what's going on when an eight-year-old, you think that family don't have a battle? All of them died except the one young child. How are they gonna fight that battle if they don't know the Lord Jesus? You say, well, that's just a freak accident. Can I tell you, I've buried many young people. We're a church full of young moms and dads in their 30s with unbelievable amount of kids. Mom and dad, you need to hear me. You don't want to wait till the storm comes to your house to get things right. You don't want to wait till your child is 16 years old and bring them here when they're messed up from the floor up and tell me to fix them. I looked at these kids tonight. I looked at my great niece over here. I couldn't believe it, man. I just couldn't believe it. She went home from leading singing the other night and I was told, she told her mom, she said, I just wanted to get down on my knees and worship, but I, I didn't know what other people would think. Can I tell you something, young people? I don't give a hoop what other people think. Do you hear me? When you reach out to him, he's there. There is no shortage, none. 
Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. When you reach out to him, there is no shortage of his mercy. Listen to this. Psalms chapter 23, verse six. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I'm on my way somewhere. Oh, goodness. Let me introduce you. When, when, when you're in trouble, you lawyer up. I, I got a couple of lawyers for us tonight. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell. Somebody say, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Come on, bless the Lord. Let me finish this. Stay with me. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you okay? All right. In the Middle Eastern culture, hosts were expected to protect their guests at all costs. That's where this comes from. God offers the protection of a host even when our enemies surround us. It may look like we're surrounded, <laughs> but we got God in front of us. We got God behind us. We got God on both sides of us. In the final scene of this Psalm, we see that believers will dwell with God. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And where I go, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come and receive you unto myself. And Thomas saith, but Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. You are not alone, and at the end of your journey, you'll go home to be with God. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Oh, come on, bless the Lord. Somebody come back to the platform, please. The Lord is on my side. Listen to Hebrews 13 and five. Let your conversation be without covetous. Be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Psalm says the Lord is on my side, but I want you to get this. But Hebrews in quoting this Old Testament verse says it in another way. It says the Lord is my helper. It's okay to have the Lord on your side, but isn't it much better that he's on your side and he's also your helper? The word helper in the Greek is a compound word and it comes from the words bow, which means a cry for help. The second is theo, which means to run. 
So when you put that together, it means one who comes running when we cry for his help. One who comes running. This paints a picture of the Lord as one who is poised and one who is ready to relief, to relieve the oppression, the pain, the hurt of his children. David, who was a young boy, is going into a battle to fight a growing man. And this growing man is also a giant, nine feet tall and nine inches. Bronze helmet. I got to laughing today in my office. I was thinking, if he was that big, I bet he had a big old bucket head on him. Paul had to wear a garbage can over his head and they burnt holes in for his eyes. Coat of armor is what the Bible said, 125 pounds. I'd say David didn't wear 100, weigh 125 pounds. The Bible said he had a spear. The head of that spear weighed 16 pounds. Also, he had a great sword in his hand. He was a man of war. But on the other side, there was a young lad by the name of David, just a fair-skinned, red-headed little punk. That wasn't good sight, I shouldn't have said that. He had a heart after God. He was a red-headed, great man of God, all right? Goliath made his boast in 1 Samuel 17 and 44. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give thy flesh into the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. I just had a thought come to my mind. Look at your neighbor and say, boy, that could be scary. You and I will never face a nine foot nine, nine foot nine inch giant. I'm pretty certain of that. But a football, high school football coach in America got terminated because he prayed with his team and the world taunted him and the world got rid of him, but he didn't tremble and he didn't back up. You know why? Cause surely goodness and mercy. I read in the news, I think his settlement, he got reinstated at his job and they wrote him a check for $1.7 million. Do you hear what I'm saying? Hey, come on, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. So David, David stands there and the enemy's voiceful threat and the voice is always loud. When it's a loud voice, it's usually a lie. The truth is silent. One time I got cut real bad. Lost my confidence and I'll take some of the fault. Somebody in this house told me, don't take criticism from somebody you won't ask advice from. Chew on that for a while. The enemy's voice is loud. God will give us the power to conquer all of our enemies. Luke 1 and 37, for with God nothing shall be impossible, nothing. David understood he was not alone, do you hear me? David in his right mind knew he could not face that giant and win. And some of you here tonight know you can't face what's ahead of you and win. 
in the natural. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give thy flesh into the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. David understood he was not alone. Verse 45, then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. As David viewed it, Goliath was too big to miss. Do you hear me? As David looked at him, he realized, listen, uh, uh, Goliath, you are outnumbered. Can I tell you, when the enemy comes against you, you need to look at the enemy and you need to uh, put him on notice uh, that you are outnumbered. I got God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. I got a church family around me a church community. I got my small life group. I got my choir friends with me. I got my usher team that is praying for me. If God be for me, who can be against me? I am not alone. Say it like you mean it. I am not alone. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Would you sing something? Would you sing something? It really doesn't matter what the odds are because Psalms 91 and seven, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Moses is standing at the Red Sea and it didn't matter, it looked overwhelming, but all of a sudden God stepped in and God stepped through and the water rolled back and the dry ground. I'm just believing a friend of mine said in the last few days that hurting so bad and so painful right now, said I'm just waiting on a miracle. Can I tell you that the miracle has already showed up and that need has been met, but it's gonna get better and better. God is gonna restore you. God is gonna restore the relationship. God is gonna restore your family. Do you hear me? I'm speaking to you tonight. You are not alone. You may feel like you're alone. I know you're in the house right now, but there is somebody greater than me that's in the house. His name is Jesus, and he is speaking to you that it is gonna be all right. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Oh, I promise you I'm gonna close. I want you to leave tonight knowing that the Lord cares for you. He cares for you. Psalms 124 and one said, if it had not been, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. And then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord, who have not given us a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. 
and the snare is broken. If the snare is broken, means you can't hold me back no longer. I gotta read it again. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers and the snare is broken and we are escaped and our help is in the name of the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. You are not alone and God has set you free. Don't go back. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. You're here tonight and you feel like in recent days you've been alone. You've, you've had some overwhelming issues. Raise your hand, raise your hand. Pastor Rocky, Pastor Aaron, Pastor Rita, Pastor Mike. No, you stay over there on the guitar. You can come pray if you want. Intercessors, listen, what's got you overwhelmed? What makes you feel like that you're alone? Don't just raise your hand. Come forward. Would you come forward and let somebody pray with you? Come, come, come. Come and go, go to one of them. Let them pray for you. Please, I'm begging you tonight. Don't, don't leave feeling that. Maybe you're trapped in some kind of a addiction, some kind of bondage. I, I, I don't know what it may be. Broken relationships. You feel like you've shamed your family. You feel like you've let them down. That's where the devil wants to keep you in that shame. Come and ask somebody to pray with you tonight. Every head bowed and eyes closed. People still being prayed for right here. Is your heart right with God? Listen to me, if you've not given your life to Christ, you are 100% alone. You are alone. But by God's grace, when you leave tonight, you will not be alone. And I'll not come to you, I'll not drag you. Again, it doesn't about being a member of a church. Have you given your life? Have you prayed personally and asked Christ to forgive you? Right where you're at tonight, you don't have to come up here. Slip your hand up and you say, tonight, Pastor, I'd like to give my life alone. Give my life to the Lord. Is there one? Is there one tonight that would give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, would open up your heart and surrender and ask God to come into your heart? Is there one tonight? I'm not going to tarry long. Is there one? Then as we sing, we close every night, all of us down around the front and in the aisles, would you come and let's just worship for just a few minutes. Can we come? Come before the Lord tonight. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 